This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Hillary Blackburn, Director of Pharmaceutical Services at Dispensary of Hope. Hillary, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks. Excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and Dispensary of Hope? Yeah, sure. Be happy to. Uh, so I'm the, currently serve as the Director of Pharmaceutical Services at Dispensary of Hope and am a clinically trained pharmacist uh, who's been practicing for uh, over a decade in a variety of healthcare settings, which has provided me the opportunity to gain experience in healthcare strategy, business development, formulary management, uh, consulting, and establishing successful medication access programs. Uh, in my current role, I oversee our formulary, lead any research initiatives, and manage our network of strategic advisors on Dispensary of Hope's Pharmacy Advisory Council. I also serve on a few different asso- pharmacy association positions. I was elected in 2021 to serve for the American Pharmacists Association's APPM Executive Committee and have served in some other capacities uh, to volunteer with APHA, and as well as at the state level with the Tennessee Pharmacists Association. I also enjoy serving as a preceptor for student pharmacists from Belmont University College of Pharmacy and the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy, uh, my alma mater. Uh, I grew up in a small town in the Mississippi Delta and am a graduate of there at uh, the University of Mississippi and completed my PGY1 pharmacy practice residency at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And my passion for promoting the pharmacy profession and delivering expert patient care led me to launch a podcast called Talk to Your Pharmacist in 2017, which now has over 200 episodes highlighting successful pharmacy leaders and being able to share about current healthcare trends. And in October of 2020, I released my first book titled How Pharmacists Lead Answers from Women Who Are Leading, Succeeding, and Impacting Pharmacy, which is available on Amazon. Fascinating. Well, it sounds like you've had quite a career, just both in terms of your leadership um, within organizations and and the associations, and then also um, launching your own podcast and writing this book. I'm just so interested to hear about all of these things. Um, When you think about building your career, has this all been intentional or did it just unfold as new opportunities arose for you? Uh, Gosh, I mean, when I was in school, I never could have imagined that I would be working at Dispensary of Hope, uh, somewhere that I learned about as as initially a volunteer and have now been there for six years in a full, full-time capacity. And it's just got such a great mission uh, to be able to serve low-income uninsured patients with medication access across the country. Uh, and, you know, these other passions of uh, podcasting and, and interviewing and connecting with other pharmacy leaders. Um, yeah, it's, you know, definitely something that um, I've always been pretty ambitious and driven uh, and, and just really passionate about, um, you know, being a pharmacist and the great work that we can do as part of the healthcare team. 
Uh, and so it's really been a privilege um, to just lean into some of those passions and, you know, just try try some things. Might have some failures uh, along the way, but um, so far it's been a really fun uh, fun ride. So. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Now, in your role um, as a director of pharmaceutical services at Dispensary of Hope, what are some of the top two or three issues that you're following in healthcare today? Oh, gosh. Well, I would group the top issues uh, into a couple of buckets. Uh, So first, workplace and burnout issues. Uh, We have really been seeing that, uh, well, across the board in healthcare, but uh, particularly in pharmacy, uh, there's been a lot happening in the space um, from, you know, pharmacists being on the front lines, uh, you know, open, helping patients get medicine, helping with vaccines. Um, and, you know, with uh, right now, there are some some significant movements, uh, if you will, you know, hashtags like pizza is not working, um, you know, raising awareness of, you know, in, in the past, there have been uh, pharmacists working in retail settings where they haven't had lunch breaks. Uh, and, you know, they're standing up for eight plus hours a day, barely having time to go to the bathroom. And uh, so it's a very fast paced, um, often thankless uh, role. And, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of, um, of energy around, uh, you know, replacing burnout issues. We're seeing the great uh, resignation where people are really evaluating uh, their purpose after, you know, the, the pandemic. Um, but, you know, with that, I think that, that um, we've got a lot of great opportunities. So definitely tracking that. Uh, the other big bucket is, you know, just seeing what's happening, uh, trends, uh, like what are the, the major, you know, pharmacy retailers doing, you know, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS are really investing into primary care and home-based care, um, you know, seeing what's happening with the adoption of telehealth and allowing providers to ha- um, be able to work across state lines. Uh, and, and, you know, some of those things with digital health. And then finally, some of the legislative things happening with PBM reform, uh, 340B, and DIR fees. Wow. So just a really a smattering of a lot of different issues uh, across all fronts. I think that's really fascinating to hear. So when you're thinking about some of the retailers and what they're doing, is there anything are any trends there that um, is disruptive to either the healthcare industry in general or patients in that respect, or really, you know, it is kind of um, the way the healthcare industry is headed in terms of pharmacy and the role that these retailers are playing, um, you know, is it more or less pushing healthcare in the right direction? Um, yeah, I, well, interesting. I, I think that you know, pushing healthcare in the right direction. We've really been focused on, you know, what's what's the best for the patient. Uh, so I think as long as we keep that um, in mind, then that can help really inform our decisions. And so I think that, you know, we, we really want to be able to uh, meet the needs of the consumer, the patient. Uh, so they... Um, 
you know, being able to, to offer apps um, to, you know, get the patients uh, more autonomy to be able to, to take control of their own health is important. Um, our customer service, you know, and how we um, engage and follow up um, and meeting patients where they are. So, you know, maybe, you know, giving them the tools to be able to manage their blood pressure at home, um, you know, check other kind of remote patient monitoring things like do their, their blood glucose and things, weight management. Um, I think all of that are, are different things that, you know, a lot of the adoption of, of technology, I guess, under, under that umbrella. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with, with the, the primary care moves, um, you're just seeing more, um, more movement away from purely dispensing and, uh, you know, we're getting a, an older, uh, population and, um, you know, got to be able to kind of help more with, with prevention and taking care of, of, um, Americans as we age. So there's just a lot. There's a lot out there, um, and so I think that it is fascinating to to watch. Um, and so I think that they're just kind of becoming more um, well-rounded, if you will, to offer a, a lot of different services and and move outside of that um, purely dispensing model, which is probably a really smart move. Absolutely. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then where are you seeing some of the biggest opportunities for healthcare organizations to improve their pharmacy programs? I know as someone myself who requires a life-saving uh, prescription, it's extremely, extremely valuable and important to have these individuals. And you talked about um, burnout being a significant factor for pharmacists right now, as it is for many professionals. So what are your thoughts on how um, organizations can improve their pharmacy programs going forward? Yeah, well, I think, you know, with COVID, um, pharmacists have really been able to play a major role. Um, and that role has been elevated, uh, you know, being able to administer all of the, the vaccines that, that have been out and, you know, now getting, um, you know, quick and ready access to uh, early treatment. Um, pharmacists are one of the most accessible healthcare providers. Uh, so I think leaning in into that, um, but also recognizing uh, and thanking you know, our healthcare workers. So um, they're under a lot of stress right now. And so, um, you know, asking our employees, you know, what they need, um, you know, we can do survey after survey, but if, um, you know, the healthcare organizations aren't taking it on themselves to, to really help, um, you know, with that piece, then, you know, we've, it, we're still going to be in the same boat. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, taking care of their employees. Um, it's exciting to see the pharmacy role that's been elevated. I hope that we can continue that momentum and um, be able to uh, elevate that role even more um, with pharmacists getting, you know, some other being able to be compensated for some of the cognitive services that we provide. Um, definitely, I hope that healthcare organizations can 
expand their pharmacy services. Uh, so, you know, leaning into um, their ambulatory care, uh, pharmacists are great being embedded in those primary care or specialty clinics. Uh, they're great at managing chronic conditions and then within specialty um, that ha require high cost, uh, you know, medications, they are essential in getting those medications uh, covered by insurance. Um, you know, the patient taking them, you know, mitigating any potential side effects or, um, you know, early uh, discontinuation. Uh, so those are some important settings. Uh, pharmacogenomics, so helping to interpret lab values for physicians when they don't have, you know, maybe you don't have time to add on some of these other requirements. But, you know, a lot of different drugs uh, are dependent on um, our genomic code. And so they may work better or not as well in certain individuals de depending on their genetic makeup. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's definitely a big push towards functional, more integrative medicine, uh, seeing a lot of pharmacists doing that, um, and a lot of, you know, compounding pharmacy uh, to meet some more specific needs uh, of patients, more of that personalized uh, medicine touch that they can do. Um, there's, you know, other alternative therapies that we're seeing uh, come into play, like with, with CBD, um, so definitely some of those things. And then, you know, looking at the health equity, um, topic that's really become, uh, front and center after 2020 and through 2021, um, pharmacists can really play an important role in medication access and helping, um, you know, get medicines available to all different um, individuals and, and getting those low cost uh, options um, either through, you know, you know, programs like Dispensary of Hope or patient assistance or, um, you know, maybe looking at alternative therapies or, you know, what drug is covered or not covered on, under their insurance and helping to navigate that. Um, so there's, there's certainly a lot of different ways. And then, of course, Drug shortages, we saw that a lot, you know, early on with COVID and, um, you know, we're still seeing a lot of supply chain uh, disruptions and it's going to be a real challenge when we have more um, potential medication supply chain issues. Um, so, you know, really leaning on to pharmacy's expertise and managing those um, will be essential for health healthcare organizations. Got it. That's, that's really key to know and great to hear about some of the big ways that healthcare organizations can have an impact on how pharmacies and in their own pharma programs are moving forward um, for the best interest of their patients. Now, before we wrap up our discussion, I have one more question for you, especially seeing as how you've had such leadership roles and working with um, up and coming pharmacy students and, and leaders. What advice do you have for them, especially those who are looking to become um, part of the leadership track within their organizations? How can they do that most effectively? So I love this question because I like to ask it for all my guests on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Um, and I've got a, a great repertoire from, you know, a lot of, of amazing, very 
uh, seasoned uh, leaders and, you know, I always learn from them, but I think I would have to say um, that, you know, pharmacists are such helpers and problem solvers. Uh, So I just encourage them to be curious and ask questions, you know, continue to look outside of pharmacy at what's happening in the broader healthcare community, um, because that is really going to impact us. And we need to be thinking ahead of where the next bounce of the ball is going to be so that we can uh, kind of think and prepare and uh, figure out how we can continue to provide value. Larry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Well, thank you, Lauren. It was a pleasure to be a guest.